I don't need to tell you to look around the room. And uh, <laughs> I think I've seen this room quite enough. You're like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, oh, oh, should we do a clean episode or? Uh... I don't need a clean episode. Fuck yeah! I haven't been able to fucking curse on a fucking podcast in so fucking long. It's right. been fucking driving me insane. Hey, what's up? Well, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I don't know what to say. After it that. gets bottled up like a profanity volcano with right. a cork in it. All right, let's 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 give this thing a shot. Let's see okay. if it's uh, any good at all here. Cheers. Are we, are we toasting? Oh, okay. I thought Erica okay. was doing that. So I, I, I thought you were doing that. So I did it. Hmm. Pretty good. I like it. It's very refreshing. It's very refreshing. Definitely a, a good drink for a nice warm day like today. Yeah. Mm. Finally turned the AC on today. A disgustingly warm, humid day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're still freshly back from Bermuda, so it doesn't seem that bad. Oh, okay. All right. Mmm, basil. So this, this is a really easy drink to make if you if you have a Trader Joe's nearby. Trader Joe's nearby. <laughs> So uh, we saw a new um, beverage at Trader Joe's. It was the um, watermelon. Um, oh my gosh! Cooler. Watermelon the cool. What was the other? Cucumber. Cucumber, right? Watermelon cucumber cooler. Not a cooler. Not, not, not a cooler. Not alcoholic at all. No, just. It's juice. a big old juice jug. Yeah, and not super sugary. Not, yeah, not I don't really sweet. I don't normally drink juices at all, but I could drink a ton of this stuff. <laughs> In fact, you and I did drink a ton of yeah. this stuff straight without alcohol. Yeah, yeah, today. it's very good. So yeah, all we did uh, for this was muddle up a little bit of basil mm-hmm. and put in a little vodka, and then put in the the watermelon um, cooler. Whole lot of watermelon cooler. Yeah. So we'll have to come up with a name. They'll have to help us. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, no, I mean, eventually. It'll happen organically, or we'll forget, which, let's be honest, is mo- usually what happens. Okay. Hi, we are Buddies in Space. You are... That's Michael Smith, and you are... And Michael Karasi, and joining us is the lovely... And talented, and smart... And knowledgeable... And... <laughs> hey, and hey, I think we're... Heavily bug-bitten... Uh, Eric. Uh, my name doesn't work for that. It would be like Eureka. Yeah, it doesn't work. But it, E isn't even the the sound. That no, I'm makes. agreeing with you. Uh, yeah. I could say Erica S. Karasi. All right. Uh, you want to do it with like a very pompous air? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's better than Erica S. Howard. <laughs> Prompt her again. It's like. And between us is. <laughs> no, I'm the, not I between you. And between the two of us, I'm part of the sand. I'm on the the front of the sandwich. You're the meat in the middle. The the meat in the middle is the lovely, talented, wise, knowledgeable, heavily bug bitten. Yes, Erica S. Karasi. What? What? No, no. What? Gotta have more of an air than. Oh my gosh! I'm That's not. A, I'm not an actor. Stop abusing your wife, okay? But no, she's a not. She's he a never guest. Stops. Who is knowledgeable about a subject? I don't know what you're talking. I've never seen this woman in my life. <laughs> Certainly so, not in my life. I was kidnapped and brought here. All right. So, so let, if I may, um, since I have no relation to this person, <laughs> do a, a little bit of setup. As a more, oh more, yeah. As oh, I'll, wow. I'll be the proxy for the audience because I know less about what um, what Erica does, and I think you do. Probably. Okay. So. Uh, my understanding mm-hmm. is that in in the world of of sleep medicine, in the world, or medicine treatment research center, people come to sleep centers because they have sleep problems, mm-hmm. and they like they need to be diagnosed, they need to be get, you know fixed. Uh-huh. Um, so on 
on one level, the, the people you go into to these sleep centers that you meet are the sleep technicians who deal with you directly, wire you up, and you know, put you in the bed and all that stuff. And then on the other end is the the guy or girl or person with a PhD who is the the, the doctor there. And you are probably closer to that doctor level than the, the technician level. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle of that. Okay, that's what I was thinking, but, yeah. but more, I mean, you're... Because I'm technically, if I was to be hired somewhere else, I would go back down to just being a technician. It's just because I've had so many hours at this job mm-hmm. currently. Uh, I've been there 10 years this year. Uh, so I've worked my way up to just, my boss calls it a physio data analyst job, which is completely <laughs> made up. He made it up. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that still sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound cool. And uh, me and this other girl that I work with are the only ones in existence, apparently. In existence anywhere? Yeah, because we Googled it and it's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the, a person coming to, to, to a, a sleep center would not ever meet you because you're not on on premise at this point. Correct. Yes. Uh, I do go back once a year because I work for a hospital in Brooklyn. Uh, so it's kind of difficult to get there from Rochester. Um, but I go back once a year and, uh, so I will see patients, but I don't interact with them very much. Mm-hmm. Um, like MSLT patients. What is, the, what is that? Uh, that's a multiple sleep latency test. And those are people that come in because they have problems sleeping, but it's not related to sleep apnea. Um, okay. usually those people, uh, the doctor suspects them of having uh, either REM behavior disorder or Which narcolepsy. Which is super crazy. <clears throat> Most likely narcolepsy is yeah. what they come in for. So they come in during the day and they take five naps two hours apart. If they fall asleep on each nap, it just means they're overly sleepy. <laughs> and we don't really know why because they don't have apnea. If they fall asleep and go into REM sleep twice, that means they're most likely narcoleptic. Oh. So that's the best way to tell narcolepsy. All right. So let, let me let me go back there. You were talking about, uh, you, you mentioned sleep apnea, and the way you were talking about it makes it seem like, um, <laughs> that's okay, it's a messy drink. <laughs> the, the, the basil floats up to the top, wow. and it gets on your lip, and that's, uh, we've discovered basil something. Basil in maybe, the water. <laughs> maybe we need to address that next time we make this drink. <laughs> uh, so... Sleep apnea, from from what you just said, seems to be like the most common uh, sleep ailment. It is. Uh, Insomnia is also very common, but it's way more difficult to treat. If you have sleep apnea, we can basically get rid of it for you. No problem. Cool. You know a a guy? You are the guy? Uh Yep. (laughs) You're the guy. Um, I used to work, so I work in a clinical setting now, which is mostly sleep apnea. I used to work in a research setting. Um, back when I, in college and when I graduated from college, I worked at Strong Hospital and, um, and that was mostly insomnia or pain patients. And those Mm. people are really difficult to treat. So that's better for a research, uh, standpoint. They're trying to research different ways they could possibly treat these people. Are you in constant, horrible pain? You're great for us. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you got at me at you. Yeah, it's boring. Okay. No, go we up know the street. Go up the street. We Are got that shit figured out. Yes. Yes. We got another one. <laughs> is it bad? Is it really bad? Yes. We would kick people out if they had apnea. And we <laughs> we tortured some of those people. We would 
there was a study where we had to keep people up for uh, three days. Mm. And uh, I, I assume these were voluntary. Yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, migrant children. <laughs> and that was crazy. We, fu- we figured out, we tried to, uh, we had to babysit them basically to make sure they didn't fall asleep. So we tried, you know, reading books that didn't work, uh, watching TV that didn't work. The only thing that really worked is playing video games. So we brought in all these video game systems and even like the older patients, we made them play video games to keep them awake. (laughs) You play Doom right now, old man. Shoot the demon. Don't you close your eyes. But, uh, there yeah, were definitely I've nights been... where I would go and like play video games with them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was it was I was doing my my part for science. That was after the subjects were asleep. I, so. I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been in this field since two thousand three, and it was fairly I won't say nascent, but it was definitely not anything close to what it is now back then. Yeah, um, I I'm not really sure, but it does seem like it's picked up steam a lot. Well, weren't you only one of like 600 people to be RSGP? I think I'm RSPGT. I think I'm like number 2,000 or something. Oh, okay. Uh, but I was to, to be what? What is this? I'm sorry. RPSGT. Uh, yeah, you know me. Registered polysomnographic technologist. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's something you. Everybody need. get that? There's going to be a quiz later. <laughs> so many acronyms. <laughs> there are yes. Um, but that was a big deal when you got that. Now everyone has to have it. So what? What is yeah. that? What does that mean? So that is the certification that lets you get hired by a sleep center. Now I got grandfathered in because I started. I I was an intern, and I used to go back to my college three or four times after I graduated and speak to the ch- to the children. I guess they're children <laughs> now. But, but Erica, <laughs> I'm getting old. who speaks with children? <laughs> college students um, I used to go back and tell them internships are really really good because I worked for free and then they were like oh you know you know all this stuff already we're just going to give you a job right out of college <laughs> and uh, and that let all of that experience just let me get my RPSGT certification and now people have to go to college for it hmm. <clears throat> she learned on the job real life skills street <laughs> skills she had a knife fight for that degree brah None of that made any sense. But I would like to show you what got me into the field. Oh. <laughs> okay. I well, don't know let's... why. I don't know why so, you're so against. So, this. Erica, uh, what what got you interested in studying sleep and sleep well, problems? Well, well, Smike, I'm these, glad you well, asked. Where did the stack of books come from? <laughs> these are my dream journals oh. from uh, 1999 through 2002. And you don't need to read all the dreams because they would be boring. But I want you to see how ridiculously meticulous Wait, I was. What is... Here, you can have one, um, and you can have one. Content. Okay. I. There's a I statistically... You made a, like a chart in here. <laughs> so you'd fin- you do this chart after you filled the journal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So did you actually write? Did you do this in Excel first and then copy it into here? Or I don't think she knows how to use Excel. <laughs> this was in high school. Because this is Excel. I mean, this is like, I would definitely use a spreadsheet application. So what's her uh, water percentage? Um, <laughs> 15%? Oh, she was up here? to 17% in here. She had 24 dreams with water in them. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking at all these different content of dream categories, I guess, what you would call them. Actually, I must have written more in here because I had 41 water dreams and that was less of a percentage. Oh, wow. 
Well, uh, I will say that, unsurprisingly, knowing my wife, the <laughs> highest number is celebrities. <laughs> really? Because the highest number in here is uh, is friends. Also makes sense. What's friends in here? So Wait, you... is that the show Friends? No. You, you actually <laughs> listed your friends individually here. Oh, yeah. I kind of went crazy with those. Um, so, yeah, you got... Hugh Jackman? You had five dreams oh, about Oh, I Hugh listed Jackman. my friends individually in there, too. My friend Kevin Spacey. Uh, friends and family are your two most common There's uh, friends. themes or uh, content areas. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah, friends is second highest after celebrities. <laughs> so this is is this an earlier one that I'm holding? Yes. Okay, so you're, you've moved on from friends and family <laughs> and are getting more and more interested in celebrities in your in your dream life. This is this is bananas. <laughs> yeah. And you have the total. This is that. You're absolutely right, Mike. This is like she has so, column column tallies here. Yeah. She did some formulas, Excel formulas at the end. So so uh, in in this one, uh, first is friends, second is families, third most. <laughs> Should I even I Say mention it. this? Sure. Okay. The third most popular um, content area is quote me and guys. <laughs> It's funny because in this one, the third most con- common content area is just guys. <laughs> well. Oh, there we go. She likes guys. Well, she liked guys. Very interested in guys. <laughs> All right. Most celebrity. Oh, this is an interesting little fact here. Most celebrities in one dream, six. Um, there's a couple of oddball ones that are like the low percentage ones here. One of them is me saving Paul. <laughs> Not me. I quote me saving Paul. Unquote. That's my little brother, and he's seven years younger than, than I am. And uh, he was pretty young at that point, so I, I used to worry about his safety. <laughs> <laughs> so I would save him from things in my dreams. The uh, lowest number in this book was the color orange. See? I still don't like orange. You, well, I do like the orange, color. I, just, I don't like orange food thing. And the other, the other lowest number in here is wars. So <laughs> she finds them boring. Yeah. And or- orange is also in here as a very low number. <laughs> so you dream uh, apparently you dream in color. I feel like is most this... people dream in color. I think you're thinking of dogs. No, I uh, okay. <laughs> or the the movie What Dreams Make Come. No, no, they all dream uh, in color. What? Right. There are a lot of color in what dreams may come. Okay, I don't maybe. think there's a lot of dreaming though. It's been a long time since I've seen this. Um, You're ruining it for me. But I remember, <laughs> I remember that like me always being a thing. Like people would ask, "Do you do you are your dreams in color?" People ask the weirdest things, and people always. This is one of my pet peeves. People always say, "I don't dream." Yes, you do fucking dream. <laughs> Everybody dreams unless you're on uh, depression medication, high doses. Maybe everyone you've ever. Or you known. have a brain issue. You do dream, otherwise. You have, you have a brain issue. <laughs> you think of that. And she pummels them on the ground. You just don't remember <laughs> your dreams. So say, I don't remember my dreams, not I don't dream. Well, it's, I, I guess functionally there's no difference for a person who doesn't remember any dreams. Oh, there you go. Think that, functionally, there is a difference. Well, okay, from there, the, subjectively, there's no difference. Okay. That's, that was All right. probably should have said. This is a clinician. You're going to have to watch how you say this. Until I REM deprive them and they can't walk straight. (laughs) Wow. Spoken like a true evil mastermind. Whoa. (laughs) How my years with you, wife? You've never threatened to REM deprive me. Especially so angrily. Jesus. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I don't know because because uh, you need dreaming. You need it for your for for everything. So let's talk about that. This is this is a common question submitted by the listening uh, ship. The listenership. Okay. It's a ship in the water full of listeners. Yeah, well, let, let's let's spring for that. So we asked you what, what got you into it. You gave us these books of dreams. So, you know, talk about that a little. What, what was it about, you know, your interest with, with dreams, how that develop, and then how that go on to become a career? Um, so I, I've always remembered my dreams from a young age. My whole family did. And, and we would wake up in the morning and have breakfast and talk about our dreams. That was just like what we would do. Uh, so I just, I remembered, you know, before the point of getting really deep into college where I was super busy or drinking or whatever, um, before that I was remembering probably 80% of, you know, of, of my dreams. I mean, maybe not, maybe not, but a lot. Uh, unless they had orange in them then. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them. They were out. Yeah. Uh, so... And then I made these spreadsheets and I wanted to know what all of this stuff meant. Mm-hmm. Um, I had dream, like Jung's dream interpretation guide and things like that. But they all seemed, it seemed kind of stupid to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like if you dream about blue, you are a sad person. Or, like, they just Kind of psycho babbling. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Carl Jung, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then in 2002, in my cognitive psych class, uh, we had a, a visitor who spoke all about the sleep lab that he worked at and the, you know, the type of research they do and, the, you know, how he, the people that work there could propose any research project they wanted and, hmm. and do it. And because my boss, my old boss, Michael Perlis, was amazing, an amazing person, like mentor. He would just let people, oh, you have an idea? Let's run with it. Um, he was an insane genius. He was. That was, that was my run yes. dealings with him. He mm-hmm. was an insane genius. Um, so after that guy came to my class, I decided to join the internship program. No one had ever gone to the Strong uh, Sleep Research Lab before, but I was. I asked the teacher that ran the internship, I said, can I go here and do my psych internship here? And he said, yeah, sure. So, I'm sorry, they had an internship that nobody had ever taken up? Is that, is that what you're saying? No, it's the internship program was you could pick local businesses oh, okay. and just intern there, and but it has to be psychology related, and no one had ever chosen that particular one. I would before. like to intern at Wegmans. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Most people ended up interning at schools because mm-hmm. our school is a big teaching school, mm-hmm. so they would be like school psychologists type of people. Um, but anyway, so that's how I got into that lab. And then I spoke to Michael and I was like, I have all these ideas about dreams. I want to do all this research. Uh, and then I just, I'm not good at actually following through with all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So I didn't, I didn't actually do anything with the dreams, but it was a very interesting job. And then I just stuck in the field after that. So are after all of this, all the years that you've been studying this, are dreams still just kind of a mysterious thing? No, they become less and less mysterious as I've gone to conferences. I've been to, I don't know, 10 conferences now, and I go to talks, and I try to go to talks on dreams whenever I can because I still like them. Um, and basically, during REM sleep, your dreams are uh, helping you uh, with your movements. Like like we played ping pong last night. Mm-hmm. Uh Today you would probably be better because your REM sleep kind of puts that the the way you played kind of 
puts it into your um, it subconscious. Yeah, it's like your your body is learning in REM sleep. Um, <clears throat> they did a study where uh, they used people who were playing a skiing game. And they, they played the skiing game all the time, this video game, and then they would wake them up and ask them about their dreams. And a lot of times they were dreaming about the skiing game. Mm-hmm. And the ones that dreamed about the skiing game were better at it after that Ooh. than mm-hmm. the ones who weren't dreaming about it. I played I played that game. It's a really awesome game. <laughs> but you actually stand on skis and you like... <laughs> Oh, I didn't I'm know you knew I, what I was only talking one, There's only one game I've ever seen that's about skiing. Yeah, there probably was It's like that. Alpine Blitz or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and I'm really good at it. That's all I'm saying. Well, I dream a lot about it. <laughs> Apparently. Huh? <laughs> and then your non-REM dreams, which people didn't know if you dreamt in non-REM. non-REM dreams. Oh, this is But you do a, yeah, dream in non-REM, and that's when you consolidate your memories. Huh. So there's learning, and then there's consolidation of memories. So there's different mm-hmm. dreams for different purposes. Mm-hmm. And that's what dreaming is. So when you when you mm-hmm. say consolidating memories, what does that I mean? Does it mean that your 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 memory is like just organizing stuff? You know how you never yeah. remember anything we 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 schedule, Mike. <laughs> you don't do that, I think. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> or maybe he chooses to remember different things. <laughs> mobile, mobile game stuff. Um. But yeah, things that don't involve movement, body movement, things that involve hmm. more mental things. Okay. Mental things. Is there evolutionary basis believed to be behind that? Or it's just how we evolved? I don't know. There's still a lot that's unknown. I think I think that's still a question mark. Hmm. So, I guess there's no way to know how early early human beings dreamed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, you talked about um, dreams that are organizing the day's memories and dreams that are organizing the or, or uh, processing somehow the the stuff that you've been doing mm-hmm. where do the weird ass dreams come in <laughs> where are the crazy bizarre gonzo where do those come from um those normally come from REM deprivation <clears throat> which you can do pretty easily if you drink alcohol smoke weed uh, take medicine certain medicines um, and that means like let's say, we got really drunk tonight, which we're not, but no. <laughs> um, let's let's say we did that. Let's say it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> great podcast, guys. We would probably not get a lot of REM sleep until maybe five or six hours into the night, at which point the alcohol wears off and your body tries to make up for the lost REM sleep. So you get a huge chunk of REM sleep. <laughs> and then... And then it's trying to make up for stuff, so it just kind of goes crazy. <laughs> okay. Does it ever? Do you think it combines the memory aggregation and, and collection and the physical learning, or uh, because they're two different wave phases of sleep dreams? Then? Yeah, you never combine dream phases. Okay. Although you could have some deltas in REM sleep, so technically, I guess I guess you, it, it's possible, but that's not how we score sleep, at least. Okay. I think it would be too difficult and subjective to do it that way. Um, so when you say scoring sleep, which is largely what you do for your job, that's specifically assigning a sleep phase to brain waves. Right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. every 30 seconds for the entire night. So I usually see about a 1,000 pages when I do that. Um, so usually people start out in stage one. They, they're in that for about two minutes. Then they go to stage two. It depends on the age. 
Um, if you're under 18, you'll be in stage three for a lot of the night. That's the, the deepest stage of sleep. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're between like 18 and 60s, maybe, that'll be a mix of stage two and three. After your 60s, it's a lot of stage two. You don't really get into stage three as much. And I you ain't you ain't learning shit. Does that mean you're just tired all the time? I, I think it's I think it's a problem. I I I think it's probably medicine. At that point, people start taking a lot of oh. medicine, um, and and your brain is just not as elastic as it once was. And I think it's it's just not working, you know, as hard. Hmm. All old people need to do less medication and more Sudoku. You heard it here first. <laughs> Or, or skiing game. Or skiing game. <laughs> Sudoku while playing a skiing game. That would be interesting. That, not probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was, there was a, all these studies come out that are so random. I, I don't know. I guess I take for granted all the sleep knowledge I have, but uh, there was a study that just came out and it's like, sleeping longer on weekends is better for your health. And... Uh, this guy that I've known for years, who's a big wig in the sleep field now, he's been on like Dr. Oz and different things. That's not. He's been on other things too. That's the only thing I could think of. Is this but, the guy who was in the, the Birbiglia movie? No, oh. I did not know that guy. Oh, okay. That's like the big Dr. Dement. He's, he's like, like the, he's like yeah, the Godfather. founder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I met him once, but I don't know him. Um, and, uh, there's all these sleep celebrities, but Did you just name drop a, a sleep celebrity. <laughs> yeah, a sleep, I believe, I I believe the word you're looking for is sleep. Rep, sleep. Oh, you can't do it. it sleep celebrity. Sleep celebrity. <laughs> I'm a sleep celebrity. A sleep celebrity. It does not work. Never mind. Go on. Nope. <laughs> that was my contribution to the conversation. It sounds like you haven't had enough sleep when you say that. <laughs> yes, it does. The sleep celebrity. The, the sleep, sleep guys. I'm a sleep celebrity. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine right now. <laughs> um, well, the guy that I do know, who is not Dr. Dement, uh, he's uh, Dr. Michael Grandner. He's he's got a lot of stuff under his belt. But anyway, he um, he made a comment that yes, it's good to sleep in on weekends, but it's basically like saying that you you eat hamburgers on weekdays and then eat salads on weekends, and you're like, I'm healthy. <laughs> um, so it's so it's not making up for lack, having lack of sleep. If you the rest of the week. if you sleep less than five hours a night, your weekend sleep will not make up for that. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying, if I eat hamburgers <laughs> on weekdays and then salad on the week, that's not good. No, 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 Mike. What you're saying is, if you eat hamburgers all week and then you get extra sleep on the weekend, it doesn't make up for the fact that you're not eating salad. <laughs> I thought this was very clear, man. <laughs> So if I'm sleeping and then eating a salad in my dream, no, I'm good, no, I'm good, right? No, That's only it. hamburgers in dreams. You should only be eating hamburgers in dreams. Eat salad when you're awake on the weekend. It's so obvious. <laughs> have you guys ever lucid dreamt? Not in a long time. You I have think so. I've, oh, I always fly. I yeah, had. yeah, flying. And then the I best. think, why didn't I have I sex with someone everybody. famous afterwards? But I always fly. <laughs> I encourage everybody to either have sex or fly. Those are the two most fun things to do in your dreams. I've, I've had some flying dreams. The one time I remember, I like, it's weird that some of these things just sort of stick in my mind mm-hmm. after years and years and years. But I remember one time when I was, must have been like a teenager in my early 20s or something. I was just kind of sleep napping on a couch. And then 
I, it, it sounded like somebody whispered my name in my ear, and mm-hmm. I just woke right up and was kind of freaked out. Hypnagogic. Um, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's that, always stuck in my memory. Or, uh, that, was cl- that was close to your wake-up uh, when you were going to be waking up? Or you were taking no, a I was nap? No, yeah, I was just taking, you a, were nap. taking a nap. It was, so it was uh, kind of more lucid to me, I guess. Um, well, it sounds like a hypnagogic or hypnopompic hallucination. Um, because if it was a lucid dream, you would just be like walking around in a dream and be like, hey, I'm dreaming. Like, nah. that's, that's what that would be. If so, if you felt like someone whispered in your ear, which I have had things like that, that's usually a hallucination, which is pretty, pretty common. I hallucinate all Why the time. Why don't you talk about some of your better uh, hypnagogic hallucinations that you've subjected me to in the middle of the night? My poor husband. Oh, no. I, I don't know why this happens to me. It just, it just started in the last couple of years. It was I Brooklyn. Think. No, it was Brooklyn that it started. In Brooklyn, Yeah. yeah. But uh, late, there's, there's stuff on the wall. The wall lately, I've been seeing a lot of plants on the walls or aliens. <laughs> plants and aliens are my main plants. things that I see. <laughs> Alien plants. And sometimes, occasionally, I won't realize that they're not there. So I'll I'll be like, Mike, Mike, do you see those paw prints all over the wall? And he's like, go to sleep. <laughs> like he used to be like, what? And now it's just like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not to mention the time I was yodeling at you. That was the weirdest, creepiest Japanese horror movie moment uh, when, like... That was creepy to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, you were having a weird dream when you were trying to yell at them, but I wake up and it's like, my wife is possessed by a demon, like a a Norwegian or Dutch demon, whoever yodels. Who yodels? Uh, Norwegian people. So she was was possessed by a Swiss demon because I wake up to, like, her sitting up like... I'm like, what is going on right now? That's uh, in the, I was probably in REM trying to talk because in REM sleep you're paralyzed. Uh, huh. In real life, you're paralyzed every Definitely time you go into that. REM. Uh, so I was, I, I know what dream I was having. It was a dream where a like ghost was going into Simon's room, and <laughs> I wanted them to get out of the room, and I was like hysterical trying to get them out. So I was trying to say, like, get out! And that's how it came out. (laughs) You turned into, like, Sylvester Stallone all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's also told me that she is not a warlock. (laughs) Very seriously. And that she is half of a tree. She's half tree. You know who says stuff like that? Who? Warlocks. (laughs) (laughs) And Tommy Wiseau. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, but yeah. I am not a warlock. I am not. <laughs> I am not. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, yeah, there's, but it's, I feel like the most common stuff is like, you ask me if I see blank weird thing on the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, and there was, for a while in Brooklyn, there was like a shadow you would always see in our room. It was super fucking creepy. Yeah. That was, was an old building, That too. was creepy. At one point, I think it jumped on me. I don't know. <laughs> so, so again, the, the the term for that is hypno hypnagogic or hypnopompic hallucination, depending on what time it happens. It could happen right as you're falling asleep or uh-huh. right as you're waking up. If it happens in the middle, I don't know what to call it. Uh, <laughs> you're just fucked up. Hypnocentric. Hypno fucked up. But that's usually when uh, I believe it's when your body is kind of uh, not transitioning properly from sleep stages. 
so when you go from stage two or three into REM sleep, you usually have what's called an arousal, uh, which means yeah. uh, you wake up and never remember that you woke up because it's only for probably 30 seconds. So mm. you'll, you'll wake up. This is when a lot of times people go to the bathroom because they wake up enough to be like, oh, I have to pee. And then we have patients that go like every time they get in or out of REM sleep, they go to the bathroom. I thought I had a bath. Um, I think I do that too. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's the point. You're supposed to wake up, go into REM sleep, get out of REM sleep, wake up again for a small amount of time, and then go back into slow wave sleep. Hmm. But that can get messed up sometimes, and I think that's where those hallucinations come in. Isn't that that also a possible explanation for like a lot of the very similar-sounding alien abduction stories? Like, I was frozen, I saw a blank weird thing, I couldn't move my body. It it could be, I don't know. I I don't want to count those out. (laughs) Is that what people call, kind of what people call night terrors, too? No, night terrors are different. Yeah, that's a different thing. That happens only in slow wave sleep. Uh, And and that's, it happens a lot to people with PTSD uh, or some other, some other, it's usually your brain kind of malfunctioning and, and. Uh, they're not, they're different than nightmares. Mm-hmm. You just scream, basically. Oh, yeah. That's awful. <laughs> or if you spend a night in, her, in one of uh, her sleep studies where she was torturing people. Probably a lot of that, too. <laughs> so basically, you were the movie saw. Yes. She didn't deny that. <laughs> or, I didn't deny it at all. Or, at all. or one of those Nightmare on Elm Street movies, right? Or, not not sleeping is like the theme it's of the, the only, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Did, were you a fan of, of those movies, or were you like this is dumb? Yeah, but I like <laughs> most horror movies. I, I'm not very picky about my horror movies. I, I do want to get to questions at some point, but you had mentioned that you a study came out recently, or an article, and you were like up in arms about it. It's oh, that was the thing I already talked about oh, with okay. the weekend sleeping that they're like, oh, if you sleep in on weekends, you'll be healthy. Okay. Kind of well, I did collect some some myths that I thought, because mm-hmm. I, I, like, I share these with you when I see them because I always want to get your input. But like, um, so you debunk it right here because it's very, apparently very common. Alcohol, is it good or bad for sleep? Bad. <laughs> is there, is wine better than beer? I don't think so. Uh, so why do, so, it all inhibits REM sleep and it makes you produce, produce sugar while you're sleeping and that makes you wake up earlier. So why do people think that it helps sleep? Because they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same with Benadryl. You take Benadryl, you fall asleep and people are like, oh, I, I fell asleep. It's great. But it doesn't mean you have good quality sleep. That's, that seems crazy because if, whenever I've had enough alcohol to make me sleepy, I like wake up two hours later and feel awful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and and she actually was the one to diagnose me because I used to drink a lot more. For me, it's five hours, which I think is fairly common. But that's the time it takes my body to metabolize the alcohol and the sugar, mm. and then wide awake. So if unless I drink extremely heavily or not much at all, I will get this five hours of sleep, and then and which isn't great to begin with, and then I'm just up. Yeah, and up and not feeling good, right? No, it's <laughs> not feeling good and like energetic in a way that I don't want to be. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm jittery and trying to yeah. sleep and sweaty and gross. Yeah, people have a lot of bad sleep <clears throat> hygiene, it's called, uh, when you do things either in your bedroom or before you fall asleep that you're really not supposed to. Like patients will come in sometimes with two liters of Coke and just drink them before bed. This is crazy. Like okay, this well, is that, not a one-time thing that she's mentioned. That, that was oh, yeah. one of the questions was uh, – do you, are a lot of these things obvious when people come in? Like, 
duh, you obviously shouldn't be doing this. This is your problem. Yeah. I mean, at my current job, we see mostly sleep apnea patients. So I think there's a lot going sometimes on there. <laughs> they're just trying to actually, they probably drink a lot of two liters because they're just trying to stay awake during the day. Because if you have bad sleep apnea, you're going to be sleepy all day uh, long. Okay. It's a vicious cycle. Um, yeah. And you eat more, right? Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're sleep deprived, it makes you eat more during the day, which hmm. makes you, you heavier, which makes you have more sleep apnea, <laughs> yeah. get more sleep deprived, and it's yeah. Th- doesn't the, it, it comes from a, a, a call your coworker who on the podcast, Colin, mentioned this? Like when you're tired, your body thinks it needs calories, right? So it gets it tells you it's hungrier, even though you may not be. It's just your brain telling you that to get yeah, more calories. Yeah. It's weird. There's so many things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. So what else? So what other uh, things that seem obvious are bad for right um, before bed or whatever? Well, I told you this a while ago. You didn't know this. Most people don't know this, but your bedroom should be used only for sleep and sex and reading. Uh, mm-hmm. Reading is fine. Uh, TVs in bedrooms are not great things to have. Eating in bedrooms. Eating, eating in bed. Anything that, that makes your bed... Uh, it makes you associate your bed with not sleeping. Hmm. <laughs> Is bad for you. But then that seems kind of like a a no brainer. Yeah, but you but know how you many know, people yeah. like watch TV and eat in their bed. A lot of people. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't had since. I don't think like since my twenties. I've had a. I haven't had a TV in a bedroom. But I know a lot of people. You're a minority. I think. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, I, that seems like that was like a thing that people used to do, but I didn't. I I thought more and more people were getting away from from having the TV in the bed. Well, now they probably have their cell phone in bed. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. true. It, and blue light, right? It's the blue light specifically. Oh, yeah. Is that so a real bad. thing? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the, the lights affect people differently. Um, the That's why you have your phone can do the dimming mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but I will say that I'm not affected by much light when I fall asleep. So people are different. Most people are affected by light. I am. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your room should be, you know, dark and and relatively lightless. <laughs> so I I don't know if I'm doing it wrong or right, but I I I I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I usually have like my phone or a tablet before right. I mean, literally in bed, like going through reading something or playing a mobile game, and then I just like start falling asleep. So you don't have trouble falling asleep from that? No. Well, then I guess all. it doesn't affect you. Yeah, you're you're fine then. It, uh, yeah, if you were like, oh, I'm having trouble falling asleep every night, and then you told me you did that, then I'd be like, well, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not having any trouble, then some people aren't as affected as other people. Do you remember, I don't know if he said on the podcast, but Ben, my friend Ben, a while ago said that he was reading a lot of New York Times in bed, and he got a blue light filter app so he could filter out the blue light. Mm-hmm. From the uh, from from the phone screen, he said that actually helped him fall asleep quicker. I have a blue light filter on my gaming monitor, which I use. I started mm-hmm. using when I'd be gaming later in, in in the evening, so I think it helps. Could be psychosomatic, but yeah, I know if I'm on my phone, I'll stay up later. So I, I'm not. I I'm a person that can't really handle that. If I read, I'll be sleepy. So mm-hmm. I usually read if I'm gonna. Be but doesn't sleepy. what you read also matter? Like boring political stuff versus like I don't know. I think you told me something about reading the I should be reading the Economist instead of like you know, a uh, fantasy probably novel. just because I thought that was boring, but I don't remember ever saying that. <laughs> I know I can't re- I can't read news anymore and like 
have it be boring or relaxing. It's well, like, yeah, there's nothing about the news. You're just making me yeah. tense now yeah. reading yeah. This, any, this was, any sort yeah. of current event news stuff. This yeah. was like circa 07. Okay, yeah. So yeah well, back when things were cool. In a more innocent time. <laughs> <laughs> when the news was slightly less biased. Well, that, okay, that's an interesting... This wasn't one of the questions we had, but I, I'll ask you since we're kind of going this, this way. Uh, I've read that a lot of people over the last couple of years, for some strange reason... <laughs> have been having more um, tension, more stress, <laughs> more psychological issues. Mm-hmm. Has has anyone noticed anything like this in the in the realm of um, sleep study? Sleep in the age of Trump? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I would say probably yes, but since I'm at a clinical center, I do know uh, I'm friends with a guy that does insomnia, uh, CBT he does, which is very helpful for insomniacs. It's cognitive behavioral therapy. It's helpful for lots of people, but uh, insomniacs in particular. Um, But I don't talk to him often, and I don't talk to him about his patients, so I wouldn't really know exactly. I'm really just an expert on sleep apnea at this point. <laughs> Maybe a little narcolepsy or seizure activity. I can tell what seizure activity looks like. Uh, You're having a seizure. <laughs> I, just, that, that's I know you mean the brain waves, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While someone's sleeping. It's a little more difficult while they're sleeping to tell if they're having seizure activity. Well, yeah, I imagine that would be because, you know, people... She has the brain waves. Yeah the, yeah, the basil is kind the of basil is kind Sorry. of crazy. So next time, strain it. You should strain I it. I guess so. Because you get all the benefit of the muddling flavor. Yeah. Because all the oils are released, but then you strain out the, the green crunchy bits. Yeah. Crunchy bits. Crunchy bits. Or maybe maybe I was thinking let it let let the vodka steep in the basil for. A you while. could infuse it. Yeah. Always a fan of infusing. Either way, it tastes very good. I down mine mighty quick. So what's the best bed? I, I, that, that actually got asked multiple times. Um, it depends on the person. It depends on your back. Uh, all I know is when you're going to buy a mattress in the store, you should lay on it for seven minutes, no, Long no less. Time. Wow. Because that's the amount of time it takes your body to really conform to the mattress. Okay. And for you to tell if it's going to be comfortable or not. What beds do they use in sleep labs? In my old sleep lab, they used. Uh, the one with the sheep, Serta. Serta, yep. <clears throat> Those were really nice beds. Everyone, a lot of people said they were nice beds. I'm sure, they had like really nice beds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't need to go super expensive with your mattress. I mean, I don't think ours was super expensive. I love our mattress. Mm-hmm. We both laid on it for probably not seven minutes, though. Okay, probably so not. again, doing things wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we were looking at our, our last mattress, uh, we went around, we, we like tried out a few different beds and like couldn't really find anything that we liked. So we looked up the reviews and the forums and all the stuff online and decided to go with one of the, the bed in the box mm-hmm. beds. The Caspers. So yeah, there's a lot more of them now. But mm-hmm. um, when we got ours, it was like bed in the box was the big one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a whole bunch more. So we, we got one, you know, you know, without even trying it. Uh-huh. It's just foam. Those are just the foam ones, right? It's, yeah. But I mean, there's... There, there's layers of different foam and there's and gel and stuff. And stuff and, yeah, yeah, um, and it's they've they worked out pretty well for us. But don't they? Well, I mean, good. I know like Casper, one of them, purple, one of the two big ones now gives you like a thirty day trial period. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. how are you gonna get that back in the box? Though? That's probably <laughs> what they're banking on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yeah, so or just vacuum reduce that and uh, 
Stick it back in the... Oh, you can't? Well, I don't know what to tell you, sir. But the um, those have been, as I understand, because there's so many more available now, they seem to be a more and more popular option than um, going to the traditional mattress store and, mm-hmm. and trying things out. So bypassing the coil. Yeah. That's ultimately what it is. But you're saying yeah. it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter as long as you're not uh, hurting when you wake up, you know, um... The mattress is not a huge deal, really. Okay. Uh, another question. Uh, back, side, stomach, sleeper, <laughs> is, is one better? Uh, depends if you have uh, any type of snoring problem. For people that have snoring problems or maybe a little bit of sleep apnea that doesn't need a CPAP machine, do not sleep on your back. <laughs> that is the worst position because huh. your body weight falls down onto itself basically your throat kind of ends up closing up more uh be just because of uh gravity and uh and then you don't breathe as well i i score records all the time where people flip onto their back and they have trouble breathing wow so it's very will, common will very not start common. until they roll over uh-huh wow yeah so side sleeping side sleeping is good um stomach sleeping will hurt your back sometimes you gotta be in really good shape to be a stomach sleeper, I think. <laughs> I, I stomach sleep sometimes. <laughs> Not to brag. Not to brag or anything. <laughs> but, uh, but side and back sleeping is, is not usually a bad thing. Sometimes people will also have sleep apnea in REM sleep only uh, because you're paralyzed. And in that case, your throat muscles aren't working very well. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you, th- you throw paralyzed around, and it's, it's very kind of scary sounding. Well, you are. I don't know what else to say. Um, so you, to, to, to get real scary here, you you can, this can kill you, right? Sleep apnea? Yeah, because it lowers your oxygen level. I've seen people that stop breathing over a hundred times an hour. Uh, <laughs> that's, which, that's bad. Which is batshit. <laughs> and their oxygen level dips down to, some people I've seen dip down to the 40%. Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, okay, where should that be? Your oxygen level, <laughs> if you're a healthy person, should be about 98%. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of oxygen. <laughs> yeah. So when it dips, it goes back up, dips goes back up. It happens all night long. You are at higher risk for heart problems, higher risk for diabetes, because your body is constantly, like, trying to shock you awake again. And oh. it's it's like doing this adrenaline rush like every time and it's getting your system all out of whack so it's like having somebody constantly like yeah doing the paddles to you to yeah, get yeah. back to life <laughs> i mean not as extreme as that or the pulp but... fiction like so so what you were talking about reminds me i don't know if this is what you meant but when i first heard about sleep apnea it was like i was in new york city and it was like oh four and someone said yeah my uh sister went to sleep and didn't wake up Mm-hmm. She had sleep apnea. That was the first time I ever heard of it. So in my mind, it was something that just kills you in your sleep. But that's not very common, right? It's no, more of a slow, dying with your heart. When, when I yeah, would hear, yeah. See, so it doesn't just yeah happen automatically. Sorry. So I'm, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, I interrupted you. You go. Uh, okay. So <laughs> when when I when I hear sleep apnea, it just sounds like that's eh, a sleep problem, but. It's a but very as we're serious. saying, it's, it's much more serious than maybe a lot of people think. Yeah, I think it's one of the most serious sleep problems because you're constantly tired during the day. 
Uh, so people get in accidents. That's a lot of the problems with train and bus drivers in New York, those people getting into accidents. I don't know if you've heard about the train accidents that have been happening. A lot of those people have sleep apnea. And a lot of bus uh, and train and subway drivers are now required to take sleep tests before they operate their... Wow. Uh, yeah. Smart. It's a, it's a big deal. And, and, some, and, and I've heard... I don't know if it's just from patients or friends or what, but I've heard people like, is that CPAP machine? Is that really for real? Does it, is that a scam? Like, <laughs> no, it's not a scam. It really helps people. And it's so simple. It just puts more air into your body. It, we, we pump up the air until it, it makes your throat open up and the air goes in smoothly and then they sleep like a baby. <laughs> You've had people hug you, right? Yeah. I, I mean... Now that was, I, and I think you've told me about these how that process works, and it just seems like. Were you telling me before about how it, somebody figured out how to do this? It's like, I don't know. Was Colin telling you that? I don't remember. Maybe. But it just seemed like they kind of like figured, like, hey, let's see what happens when we increase this the person's oxygen, like put an oxygen mask over him, and then like magically it worked. That might have been Colin saying that. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't recall a story Sleep like that. Sleep apnea lore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also not oxygen. Um, well, it's, it's just air, It's right? just air, yeah. It's heated air. You you have a water heater attached to it. Ooh. Because if it's too cold, you'll get all dried Fancy. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's titration? So. Titration, yep. A titration study. But is that, I mean, is that the whole principle? You just increased the air pressure a little bit and it you increase it usually you start at about four centimeters of uh water uh per minute there's this whole system that's analyzing all of that um so we dial it up to four to begin with for mild people and i've seen uh extreme cases go to like 23 24 uh, centimeters of centimeters water. of water per minute what does it do with airflow though it's it's a weird way of measuring the air. I don't know why they do it that is way. Is it pressure? Yes, it's pressure. Yeah. So is that like like below or having to do with sea level or is that some it's other It's not weird... sea level. It's it's me... It's a matter of force. It's it was always difficult for me to figure it out because they I think someone tried to show me one time and I was like this is too 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 much for math. <laughs> Uh, yeah, most texts just have a machine, and they're so like a, four, a, a five, or a dial, or yeah. something. Yeah. Basically, the worst it is, like, so, you, so the, that point of a titration study is to see how much air needs to be blown into this person's maw. <laughs> yes. In yes. order to get them to breathe right. Uh huh. Yep. So, so the takeaway here is, if you're just some. Joe Schmo is like, well, I got a shot back. I can. Like, you can't do this yourself. <laughs> no, you know, like, it's a very precise amount. That would be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, because if you over titrate, there's a thing called over titration. Uh, <laughs> and if I gave someone... makes your penis bigger, right? <laughs> I assume that's what that means. <laughs> if I gave someone like 20 centimeters, uh, you know, uh, of H2O. I'll, I'll just say a pressure of 20. If I gave someone a pressure of 20 and they required only like five then they would start having central events, which means your body just doesn't even attempt to breathe anymore. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably not good. Done. Uh -huh. Over it. Yeah. Like, got, I got a machine for that. So you have to be, if you're a tech, you have to be very careful to keep an eye on what exactly oh is gosh. going on with the patient. Yeah. 
yeah and there's different other difficulties if if someone's oxygen level isn't increasing which it's supposed to when you get extra air sometimes with COPD or other problems your oxygen level won't go up like it should uh, then you have to try bi-level which means you use two different amounts of pressure one when they inhale and one when they exhale oh my god it must be an expensive CPAP machine uh, yeah, there, well, there's an auto path, there's a bipap, th- those are more expensive than regular CPAP like machines. Literally breathing for you. <laughs> it's like, well, that is for central apnea patients, right. actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's an ASV machine, and that's for people whose bodies, usually it's uh, heart people who have uh, heart failure. It's HCF, we have a term for it, but anyway. Of course you do. CHF, chronic heart failure, something like that. Anyway, their bodies just don't want to breathe anymore. Those are, the people, those are the people who would die in their sleep, but that's yes, because those, there's a pre-existing issue. Yes, um, and those people need the machine to actually breathe for them. That's mm. that's a lot more serious. We don't see a lot of those you better people. get an APC battery back up for that bad boy, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. But it's, a, it's an interesting profession. I, I plan on staying in my job for as long as I possibly can. So it, it sounds like that there's um, there are there are constantly new discoveries mm-hmm. and new things for you to for well, for anybody in the field to be interested yeah, in to yeah keep people interested and yeah and, and I spend all my time looking at people's brain waves and they're all different there's all there's always uh, patterns but they're all different and and I, I like it's kind of like a puzzle to me every patient so okay so what's I I. You could you could talk in hypotheticals or you know not to have any not to disclose anything you shouldn't be disclosing uh-huh. HIPAA compliance. What's, that. Yeah, what's the, like order one or two of like the craziest sleep problems you you've seen? Well, or REM hypothetically disorder. have seen. <laughs> well, I think you can disclose. You just can't say who. It yeah, was. you can't say people's names or anything. REM behavior disorder is one of the weirdest. Uh, Did you ever see Sleepwalk with me? The other Mike Birbiglia movie? He Probably did the improv not. movie that we watched? No. <laughs> you, should, you should watch it. Yeah, he has REM behavior disorder, Mike Birbiglia. And okay. he has to sleep in a sleeping bag every night so that he doesn't get up. Because that <laughs> that disorder is where you're not paralyzed in REM sleep and you act out all your dreams. Oh, my God. <laughs> it turns out the paralysis is a good thing. <laughs> yes, it is a good thing. Uh, Mike Birbiglia jumped out of his hotel window one time while oh, he was dreaming. It wasn't on the first floor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and I've seen people with that. They don't know they have that disorder. One woman was, she was just kind of uh, writing on a chalkboard or something. And I guess she was a teacher. Uh, so she wasn't too bad. There was a guy that, that was licking his hands. Dreaming he was a cat? I don't, maybe. Uh, so do they show up at, does it? Does a brainwave go to REM? But they keep moving, or yes, that's that's how you know. <laughs> that must it's... be a really easy thing to diagnose. Like REM, not paralyzed. <laughs> Nailed it. it. It is easy, yeah, because you have a chin channel, and your in the chin <laughs> can tell you the chin muscles can tell you whether they're paralyzed or not. So the if the chin, chin is knows like all. <laughs> Bruce Campbell would agree with that. <laughs> if the chin is super active and it's definitely REM sleep, then you got a problem. Huh. Yeah. And what do they, I mean, what is the solution just like sleep in a sleeping sleep bag, in a sleeping sleep in sleeping bag yeah. or tie themselves down uh-huh. or something? Or... Yeah, it's basically, basically being a werewolf and having them <laughs> do the, the, the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, cataplexy is weird, but I have, I've only seen one patient with cataplexy and she didn't do it in front of me. What is that? Uh, that is when you, that's a, 
have you ever seen the baby goats that get really excited and then they just fall asleep? Yeah. Well, they tip over, right? Yeah, they're, they, they fall asleep. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's some kind of weird thing. It's related to narcolepsy where mm-hmm. you, you get... you In narcolepsy, you just fall asleep. But in cataplexy, it's when you get excited and then fall asleep, which is huh. so strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that requires medication. That that's a that's a rare one. Um, there there aren't a lot that I see, really. That seem weird anymore. The, uh, there are a <laughs> lot of people that uh, are naked, doing doing stuff they shouldn't be doing on camera. <laughs> a lot of people doing. Not saying this is really a sleep disorder. That's just <laughs> no, inappropriate exactly, behavior. Exactly. That's not knowing how to behave in uh, semi-public setting. Uh huh. I mean, these people, they know they're, I mean, they've been told that they're going to yes. be on camera and They recorded. can see the camera in the room with them. <laughs> so masturbation to sleep text is like poop is to librarians, <laughs> to tie this back to the last episode. Yeah, we just get like annoyed with it. It's like, ugh. <laughs> it's like librarians when you masturbate or poop in their library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, women and men. Not, not, not just men. There's no, uh, there's no gender divide. No? It's, it's good to hear. <laughs> they can't see me under these sheets. Uh, I'm sure there are weird things that have happened. I just don't remember right now. Uh, it It's strange to me that people see, like, baby monitors or something, and they're like, whoa, you can... Look at your child sleeping. They look so strange. And I'm just like, I well, I look at this every day. I don't think there's anything strange about watching people sleep. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten used to it. As we look at our son sleeping. Oh, by the way, this has nothing to do with sleep. But did you, you uh, didn't what? notice. I apparently was, I was learning from my Russian sleep tech friend. And I accidentally kept that in there. <laughs> the, those are Russian words. Oh, Katusha. Katush- Katushka. There's no K, though. Oh. That's supposed to be a K in it. Huh. I think I... I think, I think I... you've been saying rocket launcher wrong, my friend. Oh, no. <laughs> Pashol nohoi. Go fuck yourself. In Russian. <laughs> you should go say that to Russian people, Smike. <laughs> yeah. Alcoholic. Oh, alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You are a cute little malchik. You are a nice little boy. And you are a good duchonka. Nice little girl. <laughs> and this this is my friend, the Katushka. <laughs> it is my rocket launcher. <laughs> and yes, I do have a rocket launcher in here. <laughs> Why do we yawn? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why are yawns contagious? <laughs> I don't know the answer to either of those questions. That, that's not a, a sleep tech related question. No, not really. <laughs> it, it doesn't, I don't know, doesn't really matter in my profession, I guess. <laughs> if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't come up on the chin strap, she doesn't care. <laughs> chin strap. Chin, chin channel. Well, chin we channel. do use chin straps if people can't keep their mouths closed with a CPAP machine. Yeah, well, that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, then you put a little thing around their chin and around their back of their head to keep their mouth closed. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And you have a problem, I know. I don't know if you want to say this on the air, but bruxism is a thing that I see. Yeah. Uh, Why would I? It's not (laughs) an uncommon thing. No, she's saying you should be afraid of shame. (laughs) (laughs) No, I had that problem, too, uh, when I was younger, mostly. But uh, it kind of... You still sleep with a mouth guard? Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) 
I, I should more often than I do. Do you have teeth, gum, jaw problems? or Yeah. Really? Okay. So, well, yes, you should. You probably should continue to be using it every night. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> you should be sleeping with that thing every night. <laughs> so, we entered the mattress. You and talked about any more questions? Go through the, the catalog. It is not good to uh, smoke weed before you sleep. That is a common misconception, especially in this day and age with tons of people smoking weed. And why is that? Uh, it's the same as alcohol, really. It it, uh, it leaves you REM deprived. It helps you fall asleep quickly, mm-hmm. which I guess is the goal for most people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that something can seem like like because don't you often have a rant about like like sleep medications? Like something can seem like it's helping you sleep. Yeah, like Benadryl is the one that I say most often. But isn't like Lunestra? Like all those have. Bad... Well, Lunesta just didn't work. Well, that, that's that, a problem. That was just a crappy drug. Um, <laughs> Ambien does work, but you can get addicted to it. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, that's how you know it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that Ambien, I don't think, is that bad for you if you don't mm. keep upping your dosage. Okay. Um, but if you're having trouble going to sleep and you don't have sleep apnea, cognitive behavioral therapy is the best, best way to do it. Okay. Oh, oh. They uh, restrict your sleep. Melatonin. That was another question. Melatonin is great for you. But you just have to take it at the right time, which can be difficult. So they have these slow release melatonins that just came out. And I think they work better. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely noticed. So I've tried melatonin. So we did have one one question about melatonin because the person said it didn't work. They were wondering, you know, is it a scam? But yeah, you gave me, when I went to Australia, 14 hour time difference, you gave me some experimental new weird one that you got at a conference and it worked fucking great. Yeah. But I did like I did follow your directions to the letter. It was like fifteen minutes before bed, and then <laughs> lights out, no you know TV, no anything. Um, but yeah. it t- helped me sleep on a completely different time schedule than I normally did. Yeah, if you can get your melatonin uh, at, at the right time schedule for you, it, it is really good. It, it, there's no harm really in taking but, it. Well, but you can't take it too long, or you have to cycle off of it periodically. Uh, I don't remember that. Maybe. Oh. I don't remember. Told me, they told my brother. Oh. Okay. Every three, I think you t- told me every three months or so you should stop taking it for a month. I don't remember that. Oh, convenient. <laughs> All I know is it's healthier than most other sleep aids. Sure. All right. This is kind of a dumb one, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out anyway. Uh, does turkey make you fall asleep? Tryptophan? Only if you eat, like, two whole turkeys and then try to go to sleep. <laughs> that would do more than make you fall asleep. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, you have apnea as well. <laughs> Yeah, the same with milk that has tryptophan in it too. You have to drink a lot of milk, like a gallon of milk or something. So it's so not it, really. So it's an insignificant yes. amount of the, mm-hmm. the the chemical. So it's like someone took a scientific fact and then totally distorted it in the real world. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. What that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've heard cheese and strawberries can give you strange dreams. Don't know if that one's true or not. I mean, I guess it could alter your body chemistry so you can have bad or weird dreams. Well, there was a real... I learned this from The Witcher, but I looked it up. (laughs) There was a time when people practiced tyromancy, which was the practice of divination by eating insanely strong cheeses. It would cause you to hallucinate. (laughs) But it was a real thing. It was a very funny quest where you... It's like like an optional quest. And I was like, this is bad shit. It has to be real. 
And I looked it up, and the first article I found was, yes, that quest in The Witcher is based on a real thing. Wait, you would have to, like, go get cheese for someone or something? In the quest? Yeah. No, you find a Tyromancer's hidden, like, stash, and you, like, have to hold your breath and try to get through basically a maze. Of cheese? Of, che- of insanely stinky cheese. <laughs> but you find his journals, and he's talking about, like, the guy sees that they're going to come and kill him because he's eating cheese. <laughs> it's very there's a lot about the witcher it's like it really makes sense if you're playing it but it does not make sense as you explain it uh-huh. uh but yes so I, i'm sure it could do that because people used to use it for magic <laughs> cheese magic cheese magic <laughs> wasn't that a place in toronto <laughs> cheese magic <laughs> maybe not it should be it is right now as of this moment it is <laughs> what well, we didn't name the drink oh yeah shit a midsummer's eve um, jumping basil. <laughs> Sleep Beberdy. <laughs> sleepy cool melon. <laughs> sleepy cool. No. But it doesn't make you sleepy. Ba- that would be like a hot toddy or something. <laughs> basil cooler. I don't like. The, I don't like cooler. Cooler. It's not a cooler. It's not a cooler. Uh, it's got to have watermelon in there somewhere. Hey, I'm not the improviser in the room. <laughs> I don't look at Mike. He's not saying a word. <laughs> Mike's melons. Mike's melons. <laughs> I like. That. I like it. All right. That's a good the one. Drink is Mike's melons. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining. This was fascinating. You're welcome. Thank you for answering our listeners' ships questions. Again, it's a ship in the ocean full of listeners. I do love talking about sleep. I, I knew that about you. <laughs> Any any last questions, Mike? Um, I no. I that was those are the only ones I I had here. Yep, I think we hit them all. All right. Well, we are buddies in space. You are. That's Michael Smith, and you are. And Michael Carassi, and you are. Erica S. Carassi. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> all right. Take nice. it away, Melanie. Buddies in space is a stolen dress entertainment production. Visit stolendress.com to check out other stolen dress podcasts blogs, tweets, videos, and books. So did you want to... That's going to happen. I just do that. Okay. <laughs> do you want to say anything about uh, Han Solo, or do you want to... Han Solo. Han Solo. Oh, you're, oh, you're Lando, I see. Yeah. Oh, you, only Lando says it that way. <laughs> uh, Solo was... Well, why don't you talk about it first, really quick? Because you liked it more. I enjoyed the movie, but I am not a Star Wars fan. The Star Wars movies are okay to me. They're not... Exactly. Everything that uh, my husband uh, makes them out to be, I don't think. <laughs> but I like I like the movie. It was fun. It was a heist movie. It was good. It, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a Star Wars fan, it was very much a checkbox movie. So it was, what do we know about Han Solo? Okay, we need to cram all of that into one movie and make it inorganic and artificial as all get out. <laughs> so why? No good reason. So the movie felt extremely irrelevant. There was one thing at the end that was the only thing I really enjoyed. And it's because it, it has nothing to do with Han Solo, but it opens up possibilities and it ties to some other stuff I like, mm-hmm. which I was very excited about. But as far as a Star Wars story goes, this one never needed to be made and the world would be no different. Wow. So how how was, how was Donald Glover? Because he's kind of a hot topic now. I think he was great. He did a, he did a really good job uh, channeling, channeling Lando. Why is he a hot topic right now? Well, I, the the solo movie, um, his this Atlanta. Is, this is America video yeah. Atlanta. Oh, yeah, I tried to get Mike to watch that video, but he hasn't yet. You haven't? 
an interesting video. We, Definitely should watch it. I've been fucking traveling for work, then we went to Bermuda. Like, I've got shit one, on my plate, it's man. It's three minutes long. Yeah, Come well, on. It, when was the last time you brought up that video? It's been weeks. <laughs> I was like, Donald Glover just did this interesting video. Yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like she's like, hey, hey, every five minutes, who should watch the video? Well, anyway, you're one of the only people in the country, I think, who hasn't seen it. Well, I would like to see it, and I, I look forward to, you know, being disturbed by it. But, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, he did good. The guy who did Solo did, a, I think, probably about as good a job as anyone is going to do with an impossible task of trying to channel Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. It's just not possible to do it perfectly. <laughs> it's not. I know you and I disagree on this, but no matter how good that actor was, he wasn't going to nail Han Solo. I think he... Is is a more charming actor than Harrison Ford, it's, it's, which is not difficult. It's, but <laughs> but Harrison Ford, Han Solo is not necessarily a likable guy all the time. He was. Uh-huh. He played a cute, charming Han Solo. That isn't what Han Solo is. All right, but that's the all Han right. Solo people want now. And but you <laughs> did say that to me before, and I said maybe he was before all this shit happened, and well, then the, he became less. You know, less charming, less likable. That's the tack they took. As he got older. Right, that's the tack they took. Um, Which is totally, you know, seems reasonable. It's a a choice. He's a more Disney-fied Han Solo. Well, that's the thing, is this was a very Disney-fied, you know, movie. Again, if this movie hadn't been made, I don't think the world would be any better or worse off. You can say that for 90% of movies. No, I think Rogue (laughs) One was a substantially better movie. I'm sorry, a substantially better Star Wars movie. Because it took daring choices and... Did stuff. I read an article today. It was like, and you could probably level this against Rogue One, but with Han Solo, it's like, yeah, the the movie is doing really badly. It may not make its money back, which is hilarious. That's kind of, that seems crazy to me. How does a Star Wars movie not make its money? Because back? Disney puts like two hundred million dollars into a movie, and it's mm. barely made a hundred million. And they release them every year. People are probably getting not sick even, of them. It's five months or Ugh. six months since since Last yeah, Jedi. It's just Star Wars fatigue. Yeah. But they said like it, it was just very well said. It was like, look. The problem with prequel movies, especially this one, is it doesn't put anything new in there. So you're telling a story no one asked for about a character everyone knows uh, that only really covers stuff you already knew, and the ending is already everyone gets it. So when you look at that, it's like, why do we need this? There are other stories to tell. Well, that's that's just from a a person who cares about Star Wars' point of view, right. which I know those are the people that... Well, who's going to see Solo? Exactly, though, yeah. yeah. But from my point of view, it was just a good story with interesting characters, and I didn't really care how it related to the overall plot of the Star Wars. So, so there you go. For the Star Wars franchise to survive at the current clip, people who don't really give a shit about Star Wars need to be in the main audience. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think is going to work. <laughs> it's not really going to fly. Uh... But yeah, like I did not need to see everything ever said about Han Solo in a movie. In a movie, it's like, oh, did he do a thing? Sometimes, some, okay. Well, then we're gonna put that in the movie. Did, did he get? Did he win the Millennium Falcon at a card game? Well, we need to show that in the movie. You don't need to show all that. You know. Again, the most exciting thing for me had nothing to do with Han Solo. It was completely out of nowhere at the end. So there you go. But it was fun. 